start with the famous line, I'm going to be short. Yeah, I've donated some of my minutes to, to the morning team. So, yeah, so we'll move very quickly. It'll be a short session. I hope. What's <laughs> up? Um, the title of my message, okay, I always struggle titling messages. And I know it's a, an interesting habit from the preachers that they don't title the messages, they just go into it and run with it. And with my experience in the media team, Sometimes we have to put the message up on podcast. And now we have to cook up our own titles. So if you check our Cosmo City Church podcast, there's some interesting titles there. Some of them, I'm sure the, the, the preachers will be offended that that's the title of the message. But it's totally their fault. So I've titled mine, Break Camp in Advance. It's Break camp and advance. It's a sermon that's been preached a number of times. Hallelujah. Amen. It's based on the book of Deuteronomy chapter 1. Specifically verse 7. So this is the, the Israelites. They are on a journey from... Egypt. I will read it from verse 1. Did I give you from verse 3? Okay, let's start from verse 3. In the 40th year of the first day of the 11th month, Moses proclaimed to the Israelites all that the Lord had commanded him concerning them. This was after he had defeated Sihon, king of the Amorites, who reigned in Hebron, Hashbon. Yeah. This was after he had defeated uh, Sihon, king of, of the Amorites, who reigned in Hashbon, and at Edrei had defeated Og. It's like an interesting one, that one, O.G., <laughs> King of Bashan, who reigned in Ashtaroth, east of the Jordan, in the territory of Moab. Moses began to expound this law, saying, The Lord our God said to us at Horeb, You have stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance into the hill country of the Amorites. Go to all the neighboring people in the Arabah, in the mountains, in the west foothills, in the Negev, and along the coast, to the land of the Canaanites, and to, to Lebanon, as far as the great river, the Euphrates. It's fine, you don't have to interpret that whole, yeah. Amen. 
So, God says to them, you've stayed in this for far too long. It's about, it's time that you break camp and advance and move into Canaan. So, in their journey, it's already been 40 years. They're almost there. This is very nice land. Very fertile. Along the river, Jordan. They are very comfortable there. But it's not where God said he's taking them. Amen. Hallelujah. It's not where God, when he was talking to Moses uh, with, at the burning bush, said he was taking them. Uh, we can take that reference on uh, Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 and 8. So, uh, God talking to Moses says, I've seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard their cry out because of their slave drivers. I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites. Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. So the Israelites knew very well that where they are, where they are is not where God said they are going. Amen. Amen. As I was preparing uh, for this, I was reminded growing up, we used to do hikes at school, and they were forced hikes. So it's not something I, I enjoyed doing. And as part of the hike, it wouldn't be like the, the kind that you see on Instagram. It would be over a long term, like over a weekend. So you would walk literally the whole day, targeting a specific time before the sun sets so that you can have time to set up your tent and have a place to sleep, a safe place to sleep. So obviously on the route, they've identified a perfect position for camping. Where they've obviously looked at all these things, the wolves and whatever is in the the animals that are in the wild. To say, this is a safe place. And then we would get there and we'd set up the tents. I remember the last one we did, it wasn't a fun one, it was in winter. By the time we get there, it would be so cold. And your hands are like frozen. And at that time, you have to pitch your tent. But obviously, after pitching the tent, it's nice and warm. You're sleeping comfortable. In the morning, you have to wake up and continue with the next phase of the, of the hike. Amen. Amen. So please note there, it's, it's comfortable. So when you wake up in the morning, you, you're comparing the comfort there and the pain that you felt yesterday, walking the whole day, the pain of setting up the tent, almost uh, frostbiting your fingers. Mm -hmm. 
ene re hautse wa o hutle o o o re ha o papisa leeto la maubane le mfuthu wena o hutlwang so you tempted to just camp there and say i you'll tell the transport to come pick me up here there's a lot of comfort there. You've got an, a safe place to sleep because they've obviously identified the place as Amen. Amen. But it's not the ultimate destination. Your destination is where was chosen by whoever was organizing And obviously at that destination, your transport will come pick you up. Take you back to Rez. In a nice warm, with a nice meal. So, I, I, I remembered that scenario as I'm reading this. When he says, break camp and advance. So I got this, I got a, a, an understanding of what it means to break camp. So the Israelites, obviously, they knew they were not ending at Moab. So they would build tents wherever they settled, which would be temporary structures. Very comfortable knowing that this is a temporary structure. I'm passing through. Not yet in, in Canaan. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we go to Matthew, Matthew chapter 17, verse 1? After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the, brothers of, the brother of James, that's John, and led them up uh, a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then, there appeared before them Moses and Elijah, talking to Jesus. Peter says to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them. And a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. Amen. Hallelujah. This, this is a, a very good uh, example of uh, what we go through as Christians. God gives us a glimpse of what's ahead for us. We taste just the little bit of the glory that's coming. And then we settle there. We think this is it. We, this is where we, we want to set up tent there. And relax and be comfortable and like and Amen. So Jesus was about to, like as we're going through Passover now, Jesus was about to be betrayed by Judas, handed over, and be crucified. He understood the point of that whole pro process. 
understood the importance of the cross. I know uh, my brothers were preaching before me, the past and my sister. They went through the power of the cross, the point of the cross, uh, all these uh, big words, uh, sacrament. Sacrament. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. So none of that uh, would be achieved if Jesus had. Uh, agreed with Peter and said, no, no, this is beautiful. Let I us sit here. We'll see the rest of the world as that I need to redeem by dying on the cross. Let's sit here and enjoy this beautiful thing. Amen. Hallelujah. And it's just a taste. It's just a teaser of amazing glory, amazing of the beauty of his presence that we will experience when we reach the ultimate goal. Amen. Amen. So, God has for us great plans. His ways are way above us. So what you see and you think this is amazing is nothing compared to what he has for you Amen. Amen. So, break camp. Advance. Focusing on the vision. Focusing on the call. Focusing on what he set before you as a target. Amen. 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 Look, I'm not going to go through all the specific things that God has in store for us. There's a lot of them in the in the scripture. That's set for us. Hallelujah. Amen. So you might be enjoying now. It's like, yo, this is amazing. And want to settle. I'm saying, don't. If you haven't pitched that tent, don't even start. Keep pushing forward. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. You know, uh, obviously, when Peter was suggesting this, it's a brilliant idea. There's nothing wrong with what he's suggesting. As far as he's concerned, in his limited understanding. I've never seen Elijah and, and Moses. Do you understand? Like, this is a miracle and a half. I don't want anything Peter was a, an interesting character because hey, if you go to Matthew 16, uh, I'll start from verse 21. Yeah, old age or is catching up with me or my specs are 
are getting old. One of the two of us is old. If you were to see my screen, you would laugh. Because yeah. big letters like this. From verse 21, from that time on, Jesus began, began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders and the chief priests and the teachers of the law. And uh, that he must be killed on the third day and be raised to life. Yeah? So <laughs> Jesus is explaining to them what's going to happen. Like I'm going to be killed. Yeah. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord. He said, this, should, this shall never happen to you. Yeah. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be, to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up the cross and follow me. Yeah. So Peter is looking at it with our eyes. It's like, this is nice to have the Lord here. We, we've got that extra protection. When we fail at some things, we can always run to him. There's examples. There was a person with demons that they brought. They tried. They ran to Jesus you know, and obviously cast out the demons. And then they were concerned. How did our. And they told them, it's because of your faith. If you have the smallest. The, the With the mustard seeds, faith, faith, you can tell this mountain and it will be moved. Amen. So they had such comforts that even after Jesus had told them, uh, go and preach, pray for the sick, heal the sick, deliver those who are bonded, bound, bound, whatever the English, um, uh, cast out demons. That was earlier on in, in, in Matthew already, around chapter 10, when he was giving them that commission. I forgot about you. So they were already operating in their gifting and their calling. They were seeing miracles. But they knew that they had that second layer. So it, it, it makes sense for Peter to say, never. No one is going to kill you. Uh, for whoever wants to save their lives will lose it. I'm not sure what verse that is. You can, yeah. Is that 25? Yes. But whoever loses their lives for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? It's a very interesting line, that one. Hey. What good is it that you gain the whole world and yet forfeit your soul? What can anyone give in exchange for their soul? 
for the son of man is going to come in his father's glory with his angels and then he will reward each person according to what they have done truly i tell you some who are standing here with will not taste death before they see the son of man coming in this in his kingdom yeah. so uh, peter is uh, jumping in there as usual being the staring it's never going to happen lord as long as i'm there blah 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 well petros o ke na mona o hangetsa sena so mngana jesus wa sibuang go se ke ke sa itsala botemba hai they rebuke him eh ba mogalema ne and fine this is he takes the i guess he takes the rebuke yeah mogalemeleha if you go to matthew 26 verse 51 empa o tsola pelo ya o matthew chapter 26 verse 51 actually let's let's read it from John 18 verse 10 sorry are qaleng mo gaolo 18 so this is already when they are picking up Jesus then Simon Peter who had a sword drew it and struck the high priest servant cutting off the right ear the servant's name was Malchus Jesus commanded Peter put your sword away shall i not drink the cup the father has given me So Peter even with all the rebuke is still going back to his original stance. Through my dead body. He's like I'd rather die. There's an army of soldiers here picking up Jesus. And he's thinking he can take them on I one with his sword. Onana ka lwantsa masolana ka ofela wa pota potileng a batlang ka mogena Jesu. Ne? Jesus responds put your sword away shall I, shall I not drink the cup the father has given me mgana jesu ruhuena akube hesiza sena sa hao kwana nang ke ke ka referring to his death on the cross his resurrection on the third day your redemption your salvation your being saved from your sins that you didn't deserve to be saved from again a brilliant idea from peter I'm defending the Lord. I'm doing the honorable thing. Eh ho ya kaena o sireletsa mogena o sireletsa But he's missing the point. Jesus has to die. Eh Amen. All this because of a glimpse or a taste of glory or in power and anointing that Peter managed to taste those few years he was working with Christ. Amen. Amen. That's the that's my sermon. Amen. So, break camp. If we go to um, numbers 33 Haliam booking ya numero 23 Um it's a long quotation that I put here for 48 to 56 I'll skip a few of them Eh ke batla ditelele mpa o tla le ka o ikhutsufatsa I was trying to make it easy for you O tla le ka ho inolofaletsa yona Numbers 33 I'll start from verse 48 O tla ka lo verse 48 So
So if you read uh, from, it, it's a, a nice summary of the, the journey of the Israelites from Egypt. So the, the chapter 33, so it goes and explains where they move from, then they move, and then, then, so in verse 30, uh, verse 48, that's where now they are at the plains of Moab, where we started. Where we started with Deuteronomy 1. So they left the mountains of Moab, uh, the mountains of Arabarim, and camped on the plains of Moab by the Jordan, across from Jericho. There on the plains of Moab, they camped along the Jordan from Beth um, to Abal Shittin. <laughs> Verse 50. On the plains of Moab, by the Jordan across from Jericho, the Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, When you cross Jordan into Canaan, drive out all the inhabitants of the land before you, destroy all their carved images and cast irons and demolish all the high places, take possession of the land, settle in it. Yeah? For I have given you the land to possess. Distribute the land by lot according to your clans. Um, to a large group, give a larger inheritance, and to a smaller group, a smaller one. Whatever falls uh, to them by lot, will be theirs. Distribute it according to your ancestral tribes. Yeah? Sorry, like I said, they're about to cross. So God tells them what they need to do after they cross. So in Deuteronomy 1, 7, he's telling them, break camp. You stayed here too long. Break camp, advance. When you get there, take. I've given it to you. It's, it's a lot more than where they are. Their milk and honey is there as promised. Um, this is what I found interesting. Verse 55. That if you do not drive out the inhabitants of that land, those you allow to remain will become barbs in your eyes and thorns in your sides. They will give you trouble in the land when you will live, where you will live. And then I will do to you what I plan to do to them. Just pause and think about that. So, now what they need to do is cross the river in obedience to what God has told them to do now. To achieve the ultimate goal. The land of milk and honey, Canaan. They have to action that command in obedience. Failing to obey, God says to them, I will do to you if you don't do what I'm telling you to do. I will do to you 
What I'm planning to do to your enemies there. So obey the Lord. Break camp. Advance. Cross Jordan. Take the land and enjoy the spoils of your thank you very much thank you. Amen.